0: Sir want one of and Carson astutely. This is Fangraphs audio. A guest on this edition of Fangraphs audio, making one of his periodic appearances. It's one of his periodic, roughly monthly appearances. He's a contributor to CBSSports.com, Zion Baseball. It's Dane Perry, and what follows Dane Perry behaves like Dane Perry normally does, which is to say, as a spleen on the human race, or a spleen to the human race. But I believe the preposition is on, it's a spleen on, or on to perhaps the human race. Most importantly, here is a message for those listeners who've come to this edition of the podcast looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of Fangraphs. Turn away. Turn away and um, do not continue. Consider listening, for example, to one of Dave Cameron's weekly appearances. Dave Cameron is the managing editor of Fangraphs. He makes a weekly Monday appearance in which he analyzes all baseball. Alternatively, Kyla McDaniel is the lead prospect analyst for Fangraphs.com. He makes a, typically a Friday appearance in which he considers and analyzes all prospects. follows features neither of those things, but uh, but rather exists as a record of a man in bad decline. A bad decline into the awful. And it's about to begin. What is it? It's Fangraff Sadio. Who does it feature? Dane Perry. Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's I Am Baseball. And when does it begin? Right now. Well, it was a bit short notice, wasn't it?
1: Well, this is an incredibly busy business week for me, Uh and my schedule is fluid (laughs) and filled. Fluid and filled.
0: Fluid and filled.
1: Yes. Hmm. So, this is actually a uh, tremendous act of charity on my part to even be speaking with you.
0: I was about to. Um, sometimes we during the d-
1: other? we uh, we set the tenor for this conversation.
0: Yeah, that's great. Sometimes during the um, <clears throat> during the day, earlier in the day, oh. I will prepare myself some hot coffee.
1: Yeah, I'm doing the same.
0: Ground by ground by my own hand.
1: Yeah, I need to talk about that. Yeah, go
0: ahead. <laughs> the um, and then I will pour the coffee, and uh, oh. then I will sit and have some moments. Uh, typically in the. With inside a text of some sort, um, for example, our our friend Emil Chorin.
1: Yes, oh yes.
0: And then I will, um, Brilliant I will guy. sit there and, uh, I will just, uh, I will, I will contemplate. Yeah. But, uh, I was about to do that because I just finished some work, f- uh, for my job and, uh, then you, then I received your email. Okay. Well, I'm sorry at this point. Yeah. So that's good. I'm glad we're, I think we're equally injured. So far as we as we enter yeah. this,
1: I, I think it's apparent that neither of us wants to be here right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, I think Judge Judge Wapner would be able to decide. Neither would the plaintiff or the defense. I think
1: I'm the one who wins the fifty dollar judgment. <laughs>
0: so. Was it is it uh, you're older than me? Fact.
1: Yeah, yeah this is true.
0: Um, is uh, was Judge Wapner the first? Of the TV judges,
1: yeah as I recall okay I believe he was the first and he had uh of course sideline reporter Doug Llewellyn
0: <laughs> yes yes and he did
1: this was uh in college um, my poor friends and I would uh, use perk plus shampoo
0: uh-huh.
1: because it was like 60 cents or something for a giant bottle and this would lead to a phenomenon that we would refer to as Doug Llewellyn hair <laughs> which would give you like a uh, an unsolicited body wave pretty much regardless of what your hair was like prior to using Perk Plus <laughs> so it all goes back to Doug Llewellyn the,
0: the, the shampoo yes, did not it was, see, con- it was conditioner and shampoo in one but it did not seek consent before thrusting upon your hair. No, 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 no. It Llewellyned
1: you whether you wanted to be or not.
0: Oh yeah. In a this week in we're talking about the legal system of court, this week yes. in in manifest in
1: <coughs> Oh cigarettes.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I got, got a nut in my throat. <clears>
1: throat> Oh pardon me, on a joke
0: uh <clears throat> i uh know this week in injustice in in um unspeakable injustice okay uh judge Wapner <laughs> rece- rightly receives a Wikipedia page, but Doug Llewellyn does not <laughs> oh come on he doesn't
1: ah uh, this must be remedied. <laughs> Oh, Douggy huh? Oh, does he have an IMDb play, page? He does, yeah. Okay, because I'm going to say sometimes <laughs> IMDb is even less discerning than what <laughs> he
0: hasn't. <clears throat> uh, yeah, he um, of course he was on the People's Court for ages. Yes, <laughs> this is a this is a good this is a uh, I, I can't all right I don't know precisely what's happening. It appears as though Doug Llewellyn himself has written this. Okay. It's possible. Well, who else was going there? Here's the first sentence, great first sentence, from his miniature bio biography at uh, imdb.com.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Almost instantly recognized as the host of television's classic version of the hit courtroom series, The People's Court, with Judge Wapner, which aired from 1981 to 1994, there's much more to the Doug Llewellyn story than most people realize.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the first <laughs> sentence, but there's just, it's a funny first sentence for a miniature bio.
1: <laughs> Does it go on to give the finer points of this
0: story? Um, I guess he, well, he was a um, he was a news correspondent. I can see that. He was he a producer it. of um, two of the highest rated uh, syndicated television specials, The Mystery of that, Al Capone's Vaults.
1: The, uh, the essence of a local news field reporter.
0: He has that feel, you think? Yeah. But um, I think his talents fit perfectly on the People's Court. Uh, there's
1: no question. Mm-hmm. He
0: uh, he
1: had a, you know, he would, uh, you know, interview, let's say, the lady whose dog was groomed without her permission.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: cut to the quick.
0: Yeah. 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 What what well, he was. He was a sideline reporter. Yes. He was the Melissa Stark. Yeah. To, uh,. To Wapner's Al Michaels, I don't know if I might have crossed streams there in terms of network, but
1: Possibly. But, but I
0: used the Ghostbusters metaphor in, uh, while pointing it out. So, what are you yeah. going to do?
1: Exactly. You
0: know, that's yeah, that's where we are. Did yeah. you uh, have you ever appeared in small claims, Dane Perry?
1: Oh no, I have never been a party to any litigation. Oh. I've never been. I ignored jury duty once. That's about.
0: You ignored it.
1: I did, yeah,
0: but you just so you received notice you um a citizen of this municipality mm-hmm. are expected to attend uh, this date, et cetera et cetera, and you just uh, you just did not go
1: correct,, mm.
0: and what did you find so
1: this, this is this is uh this is what happens when you uh you know target someone in his mid twenties to be a juror
0: and you just didn't go
1: I had weed to smoke
0: <laughs> and were there any repercussions? I
1: had PlayStation to play. Um, I, no, no. Hmm. It never caught up with me. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You know, now that I am an actual semi-functioning adult, I would, you know, fulfill my obligations. But you just can't, you know, come on. You can't ask someone that age, a male especially, to, to you know, fulfill a civic duty.
0: Does this have anything to do with the fact that you were a scamp? Uh, Scamp.
1: Hmm. I was more of a cackling rapscallion. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I'm drinking some coffee here, Dane. I'm not, I'm
1: having some as well. That's you know. i I circling back briefly. Um, I have decided that my mongrel's palate mm-hmm. is such that I can I cannot tell a difference between coffee that I have purchased, already ground, and whole bean coffee that I grind myself. Okay, so I am no longer buying whole bean coffee because I don't need the bother right. The payoff just isn't there for me
0: The payoff isn't there, yeah
1: perhaps I'm, some, yeah. you know perhaps I'm a buffoon yeah this is this is how I'm going to conduct my life moving forward
0: yeah i think i i yeah, i I'd say I'm with you on that i uh I really, Good what? my palate is uh, i have a poor, poor
1: palate yeah. Yeah. and i you know actually i'm I'm glad for that. It keeps me from, you know, having expensive and burdensome tastes, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. If someone of your background could hardly afford. Right. Wouldn't be, you wouldn't be wanted there even if you could afford. You have the stench of Nouveau Riche on you.
1: I, Riche? I would dispute that part.
0: Well, yeah, but I'm saying, it were you to have the means. This is not old money. How about Nouveau
1: just getting by?
0: Yeah. Nouveau douche. <laughs> well now,
1: yeah.
0: Hey, uh, can I ask you about you? Can I ask you a question about your coffee?
1: Uh, you, I, I would love it.
0: How is the mouth feel?
1: <laughs> Swollen. <laughs> Fills me up. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mouth feel. Uh, that's a fun turn. Is that, is
1: that, I, I, I gotta say, I'm unfamiliar with that.
0: Uh, used in wine and coffee tasting, yes. Mouthfeel. Okay. okay. It's oh, funny yeah. because it is used um, by, a, by a group of um, uh, um, a, you know, a sub, subcultures that I think would regard themselves as sophisticated. Even the least annoying of them would say, I have a decided interest in this particular item whether it be wine or coffee, right? I wouldn't
1: mind flipping their tasting table.
0: <clears throat> but but at the same time, mouthfeel is a word made by an idiot. That's that's a terrible word. It, that's exactly the same. Well, it, it's a sort of what? It was it Chaucer? Have we discussed this? Chaucer, uh, he referred to intestines as ass ropes or arse ropes.
1: <laughs> yes, we have talked about that. Yeah,
0: Ch- Ch- Chaucer refers to them as arse ropes. And it's really just... It's like sillier than the silliest kanji. Because um, sometimes the kanji, the, like the Chinese characters, are also yeah. pretty amusing. I, th- I believe, I could be mistaken, I believe that the kanji or kanjis, I don't know the plural, uh, for computer is um, electricity and brain. It's an, ele- it's an electricity brain. Okay. That's uh, what a computer is. And that, that, to me, has a certain elegance to it, but mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah, that's just two, the two things you want to say, and you jam them together.
1: This is something like a three-year-old says. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah. That's that's uh, that's a deplorable
0: word. Right? Yeah, like a a young person. Oh, I forget who it was. It might have been one of my nieces. It was really tired and didn't understand why, <laughs> and yeah. she just said, "My body hurts." <laughs> 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 yeah. I get it.
1: Amen.
0: Amen. Uh, uh, I also would like to alert you to a fact, Dane Perry, is that one of your um, one of your favorite words uh, made a pop culture appearance um, very recently, I think last night perhaps. Um, okay. sometimes sometimes while I am grinding my beans <laughs> Dane. Sometimes uh-huh. while I'll grind my beans I'll put on some entertainment. Um, uh, uh-huh. you know, three to five minutes, something along that. And
2: uh,
0: I uh, I watched a skit last night in which uh, it was from the Conan O'Brien show. Okay. He claimed to be interviewing the um, what was it the like the like the homosexuality czar for the state of Indiana in the wake okay. of uh, their recent um, leg- legislation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, it was actually uh, American comedian Chris Parnell playing this part.
1: Okay,
2: and yeah. he said
0: that uh, he was talking towards the end. It was clear that what he was revealing was that he himself was a gay person. Sure, he had done extensive research and that so that he could know everything about homosexuals. But he I did saw, say at the end, "What's this?"
1: I saw the punchline a the away.
2: <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right. But here's here's what he said. He said uh, that it, he didn't really um, that he had very strong gaydar, right? Right, and that um, his body that. That when uh, he knew that when there was a homosexual in the area, because his penis uh, would become harder and longer, <laughs> so as to defend himself, so as to defend him from the homosexual in the area, and then he would, and then he says, and this is where you, one of your your favorite words comes in. He says that, but he would then use his turgid member uh, to poke away the homosexuals.
1: Did he really say that?
0: He said turgid member. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's straight from my playbook,
0: it is, yeah, but yeah. uh I, he didn't cite you or anything, but I think you know I think you let it slide right
1: that's uh that that story was obviously too long, mm-hmm. but that was a reasonable payoff,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, turgid, so if you do want to hear the word turgid uttered aloud on American television, you can uh. Uh, turgid member, mm-hmm. even.
1: I'm fond of saying member.
0: I'm yeah, sorry. I don't know. I I would say I can't. I'm not as certain about member. It was the word yeah. turgid that definitely. I'd
1: be impressed if he said member.
0: It was the word turgid that stuck out for me. Yeah, ah, I get it. What's that say? You're brewing coffee right now.
1: Yes, I'm filling up my carafe with uh, <laughs> with filtered
0: water. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Hey, uh, you have a child, yeah. I uh, do, yeah, yes. Still? And um, is your child what is he in kindergarten or, or above? First grade. First grade. So does he have uh has he had a a vacation recently, a school vacation?
1: Uh no, spring break is next week.
0: Okay, and here's a qu- uh now many people will make plans for travel on during spring break. I'm wondering if you have done that.
1: Uh we are going to visit my family in uh the southern state of Mississippi.
0: Okay. So here's the thing about now Mississippi. There's probably not a lot of travel directly. I mean, maybe there is. I guess actually, during certain like immigration patterns within the United States, there there actually might be a bunch of Mississippians in Chicago. Yes,
1: there are. There are. Immigration was a uh, there was quite a pipeline from Mississippi.
0: Right, but like you knew that. But I but I do think so. For example, in the Boston area, during Uh, spring break, everybody goes to Florida. You know, not every everybody, but many people, because that's where everyone's grandparents go to die. Right. Right. And and so when you go to the airport on like that Saturday or whatever, just before the vacation week, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And, what you know, the times that I've been there, and I don't think it's happened for a while, maybe I've acc- accidentally wandered into it. But you just say, why is this worth it? Is what is what's happening right now? Is it worth it? And God forbid that there is some sort of weather, because then you know flights Sorry. are canceled, et cetera, And um, you know you can't. You, it's harder to get a second flight. Uh, but I'm curious, uh, what has been your experience traveling during the the student school vacation? Uh, I don't know, man. It's been fine. It sounds like it's been fine.
1: Yeah, it's been fine. What do you What do you fly into? <clears throat> You will fly into New Orleans.
0: You fly into New Orleans.
1: And will be ferried by motor car uh, to my parents' house.
0: Ferried by motor car?
1: Mm-hmm. Conveyed.
0: Is someone know. picking you up or are you getting a rental?
1: No, someone's picking us up. I believe my uh, my uh, lovely and gracious sister will pick us up.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is your older brother going to be there? He actually will for part of the time. Well. Oh. Now, does he... Have to expressly remind you how much more successful he is? Or is it just sort of obvious when you guys... No, don't...
1: evident in uh, his uh, accoutrements and, and general bearing, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, no, one, no one needs to be tipped off to that.
0: Does he yeah. accidentally utter the word, the grounds, when referring to his house?
1: He, he does. does. And he does. Sometimes cash will fall out of his mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does he ever accidentally find a... Uh, he's playing a trick with your son, and he accidentally finds a not a fifty-cent piece, but a fifty-dollar piece behind your son's ear. <laughs>
1: the, the tuition voucher. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: uh, will uh. Will your cousins or no? Your your what? Your niece and nephews be there?
1: Uh, they they are actually playing a show in the area, so the plan is to uh, to uh, caucus with them.
0: Really? Yes. yes. That's mm-hmm. going to be that's what it. Are, are they still the band Perry?
1: Yes, they have the band Perry, yes.
0: And have you had this is this is I would I was not intentionally leading up to this question. Mm-hmm. But I will ask it now. All right. Have you ever found yourself um since your sister's wedding, have you ever found yourself in the company what, 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 while meeting in a, you know, a sort of f- familial capacity in the company of J.P. Aaron Sibia? Yes. You no, know, you haven't. Yes. Really?
1: Yes. Uh huh. Where was that? Well, first at their wedding, and then. Uh,
0: yeah, since then, with, but I mean, like like a Memorial Day cookout or something.
1: occasion prior to that, but I the details escaped me. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, he did uh, go visit my parents, um, but we were not there. Yeah.
0: He visited your parents.
1: Well, not by himself, but. With,
0: right with his with right. with your yeah. your niece. Yes.
1: Wow. He is a uh he is uh a- an incredibly nice guy. hmm He uh meets with uh full approval from yeah. everyone. That's a, yeah. hey. Yeah. Yes.
0: M- not surprised. Yeah, yeah. And that is, is uh it is strange that Does he know about what your job is? He does, yes. To make yeah. internet jokes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes.
1: To mock my baseball betters, yes. Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And is he uh, is he at ease with that?
1: Uh you know, I, I I can't imagine it's very much on his radar. So yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like it.
0: So, Sounds yeah. like it wouldn't be, yeah. Moving on to other topics. <laughs> um I'm sure he's delightful. I thought
1: that's He 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 is. And yeah. may I uh may I uh slip into some vernacular and say he's a hard working son of
0: a bitch. Yeah, yeah, he can do that. Yeah. I know it's yeah. it's hard it's hard for you sometimes to not to slip into the vernacular, Dane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you, uh, sometimes a, a woman, uh, when she is going to allow a, a man to do hubba-hubba to her.
1: Right, she, yes.
0: She will excuse herself and say, allow me to slip into something more comfortable. Right, yeah. What you do is you um, you will get up and you say, allow me to slip into the vernacular. Right. <laughs> Correct, <Yeah>. yes. <laughs> and then you say to
1: nude myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, still it. Yeah. Uh-oh. uh Urgent query ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did your
0: basketball team fare? Uh, you mean uh, in the long run? Coach, just it. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, you know, completed. If you want to, you know, people will talk about wins and losses, Dane. Uh, yes, yeah. We don't do, we didn't do that as much. Uh-huh. Um, we don't think, you know, I mean, it's just about going out there, it's about the process.
1: Would you describe the season as ribbon of participation worthy?
0: (laughs) I, uh, there were a couple guys on the team who were extraordinary, and there were others who were on the team as well.
1: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Very good, Yeah. Had have you, during the ongoing NCAA men's basketball tournament, uh, or women's for that matter, yeah. I mean, who am I, you know? Sure. Who are you? Yeah.
0: J.P. J.P. Aaron has asked that question multiple times.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> uh, have you found yourself critiquing strategy
0: and tactics? No. No. I, I still, I, I find myself constantly in awe and um, of the, um, the order with which the, all the players seem to be conducting themselves. They seem to know in where they're supposed to be and what direction they're going. Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me that this is, that practices have led to this sort of order. The whole thing is confusing to me. The one thing I have realized is that the life of a, of a men's, perhaps a woman's too, I'm more familiar with men's, um, the life of a men's head basketball coach at a university. Mm-hmm. Appears to be miserable.
1: Uh, yeah, I maybe.
0: I mean, it requires a certain. It probably requires a certain sort of brain chemistry that was going to lead to a miserable life anyway. Right. And therefore, this is just the this is the best expression of it. Yeah. But there's just so much shouting. It's shouting from the very beginning to the end.
1: But you get like you get like a hundred grand per shout.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you do seem to be well compensated. Um, I will say that we have a couple of teams of interest, um, insofar as my wife's family, of course, are ardent Michigan State fans. Yes. All of them, mm-hmm. with the exception of her, having attended that school. And then, um, of course, my wife attended the University of Wisconsin, so.
1: I, uh, I, I enjoy both of those teams. Yeah. Yes. I also like Kentucky.
0: Yeah, I don't know as much about Kentucky. My sense of them is that they have a yeah. lot more turnover year to year, don't they?
1: Well, yeah, I mean they're they're one and done program, right? For sure. Yeah. Right. Which I, you know what? I'm fine. The system's ridiculous, so why not exploit it? Yeah.
0: Well, there should be a zero and done program, right? I mean, yes, yes. Right. Uh, but nobody wants to hear us talk about that, correct? No. I don't think so. Well, no, but actually, I, I, we did mention this briefly. It actually tied in with the, the Chris Bryant situation. <laughs> 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 I discussed it briefly with Dave Cameron because um, I believe that the rule. Uh the rule forbidding teams from drafting high school players was yep. only put into place – that was put into place before the formation of the developmental league. Is that true? I don't know. I, I don't I don't remember per se, but it, it was oh, yeah. around the same time. But if you actually had a developmental league, then it would make more sense to draft high school kids. Right. Because then they, there was a place to develop. The problem was when you draft an 18-year-old, Dave Kirmbois, so, Here's a bunch of money. Also, you're not expected to be in playing condition because there's no way you're going to go on the court. Right. Yeah. Uh, it seemed as though that's, that's a a recipe for disaster.
1: I would, uh, I would just go to Europe, you know. Yeah. Play, play until eligible for the NBA.
0: Right. Which I think, uh, what, Brandon Jennings did that. Yeah, he did that. Yeah. 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 Learn a new language. Meet a new culture. Yeah. Uh, Acquaint yourself with a new culture
1: wouldn't, you know, go play in Iraq like uh, Marshall Henderson, but, you know, I would uh, pick a, uh, you know, maybe Paris. Uh,
0: yeah, you play in the French League. That's fine. Oh, um,
1: you know, my, uh, my son has actually gotten into <coughs> the Bulls extensively, and uh, because of him, I've rediscovered my NBA enthusiasm. Really? Yeah.
0: What is the state of the Bulls currently?
1: Uh, they are in line for the third seed in the East. Okay. Uh Jimmy Buckets is back.
0: Oh yes. And Jimmy Butler, he's a sort of surprise uh star, right?
1: He is he is a delightful athlete to consume. hmm <laughs> I, I enjoy Jimmy Butler very much. I enjoy the Jimmy Butler.
0: He uh was he a Marquette product? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he just kinda of, he just does sort of everything on the court, isn't that right? He
1: does everything. Yeah. And they have uh Miritich is uh, incredibly goofy and incredibly awesome. He's, he's a,
0: a he's a giant person who shoots three pointers.
1: He is a giant person who shoots three pointers and can also uh, put it on the floor and drive. He is ridiculous. Yes.
0: He sounds like a like an asset to the Bulls.
1: He is. Yeah, he's enjoyable and he has a maniacs beard. Which is, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, and uh, I, I I have uh, rediscovered my NBA enthusiasm thanks to my seven-year-old.
0: And what is uh what is Derrick Rose's status right now?
1: I believe he was able to practice yesterday or the day before, mm-hmm. so looking like returning time for the playoffs.
0: How much of the season did he miss?
1: He's been out for a while, probably going on a month now.
0: Okay, all right. Yeah, I haven't been following up, but that's it. that's exciting. Uh, it must be. It seems like it would be a pleasure to share that experience with your son.
1: Yes. Well, he you know gets super pissed when they lose, but other than that, yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you have you explained to him about how they're probably going to lose?
1: Yes. He asked me like percentages of like you know, they like the Knicks the other night. I said, well, Knicks at home, they're you know probably like eighty eight percent chance they win or something yeah. like that. And then like there was like, you know, rockets on the road. And I said, uh, eh, you know, thirteen percent chance they win or something like
0: that. So is he does he like is he will he be less upset in that particular case?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's more upset. Yeah, he he definitely gets more upset when he feels like it's a team they should beat. Right. And you know, it's almost like a denial of reality. Like that that how did that happen? That can't happen. That can't happen. Yeah. Told me they had a seventy percent chance of winning this game. Yeah, Dad. You betrayed me. So. <laughs> He's now he had his first little league practice last night.
0: He did. Was it indoors? No. Outdoors. Oh. Uh, and how did that go?
1: Uh, yeah, oh. he's, uh, he's a, he is a, uh, am being unbiased when I say this, but he is a good baseball player.
0: What, uh, do you have a role with the team?
1: I'm an assistant coach.
0: You are? So you, so you were there?
1: I was there, yes. No.
0: Did you hit grounders to the kids?
1: Uh, we were throwing grounders to them. We didn't hit fungos exactly.
0: Okay, alright, alright. What age group, uh, what age group are we talking about here?
1: He is in a six to eight year old. League. Okay. Is this a uh, coach pitch? First time through the order, they hit off a tee. Then it's coach pitch.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, so a hybrid, if you will.
0: Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That oh. sounds uh, sounds very good.
1: But we've uh, we've been going to batting cages for about a year now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he is he is a uh, uh, quite a hitter among his peer group.
0: That's good. Right. Well, I know at one point he had, uh, and it's even more. Uh, poignant. Now he had adopted the Oscar Taveras swing, isn't that right?
1: Yes, he was doing the release the top hand, but I, uh, <clears throat> in my expert observations, I determined that this was making the swing a bit long. Yeah. So he's back to keeping both hands on the bat
0: now. Okay. All right. Have you uh, have you uh, considered consulting uh, Dan Farnsworth on the matters of swing? He is a swing expert who works for Fangraphs.com.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed his, uh, uh, you're his, uh,
0: discussions about the Cubs, Young players You didn't listen to that? I did. Did you really? I did, yes. Wow. Oh, that's
1: surprising. I can see yes. He's, uh,
0: he, he's, he knows what he's talking about. He, and he made it, uh, I mean, I, you know, I had to go down a number of incorrect paths, but I eventually started to figure out some of what he's looking for when he's looking at the swing.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed the, uh. I've uh, I've kind of been delving into uh, baseball swings yeah. uh, the past several months, and I enjoyed his, uh, his focus on the belt line.
0: Uh, oh, yes, yes, the belt weather, line.
1: Yeah, whether it tilts, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Right,
0: which is why he was optimistic about yeah. uh, Kong, I think. Yeah. Although yeah. Kong, I think, did not have a great spring, has not had a great spring thus far. But that's only the swing. You can't, it, of course, you can't uh, really take into account... Pitch recognition. That's a that's a uh yeah. that's a whole different fish for the frying, isn't
1: it? Yes. Hmm. Yes, that is, yes.
0: Uh Dane, could I share with you um some of my life? No. I think we're done. We uh, uh my wife and I we went we recently visited Mexico City.
1: Oh, I think I knew that was in the works. Okay. Yeah.
0: And we we uh we I spent Craig some, Brad, Mr. Craig Robinson. Oh I spent considerable time with Craig Robinson.
1: Very good, very good.
0: Yes. That man, um, really, he does some real work with cervezas.
1: Oh, he he puts down the beer.
0: Huh? God, yeah, he's good at it. Yeah. We had we it was one of our first nights in there, and I felt like I felt like I had so many. By the end of the day, I felt like I had to poop bread. You ever get to that point? You just got so much beer in you. It's not like you just beyond drunk. You just feel like there is a there is a there is a bakery inside of me.
1: Have you, <laughs> have you have you ever read about the rare disorder where, like, some I don't I don't know exactly know the you know the biochemistry of it, but there's excessive yeast in the stomach, and it essentially creates a brewery in your gut. <laughs> this is true. This is true.
0: And so, what what's the result? Do you
1: pee beer? It essentially just turns alcohol through your system, and you're like forever drunk.
0: That's actually, uh, I believe, Charles Baudelaire. Yeah. Uh, Charles always Baudelaire. Be drunk. Yes. Uh, yeah. Always be drunk. Yeah. He condones that. Yeah. Always be drunk on yeah, something. That's,
1: that's an actual, that is an actual malady. Beer gut. It's a different. What? You, I don't. I don't know the term for anything like that. I, I think I'm giving you enough search term to work with. Okay.
0: Illness. Wait. Wait. Beer. Illness caused by beer. Um. Illness. Beer, stomach yeast. yeast, yeast stomach. Yeah. Auto brewery syndrome that's it, yes, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, amazing. it's one of those um right it's it's a, also known as gut fermentation syndrome okay. <clears throat> it's interesting it's like it, it's like the same sort of um, illness you hear that people have who uh can't can't stop from uh from orgasming constantly. Where yes. your first inclination is like that's not a bad thing to have. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. you realize that it's probably it's probably yeah. bad.
1: Ecstasy can be debilitating.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, it can, yeah, it can be, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is another monolayer poem.
0: That's yeah, right. It actually yeah. says that on his headstone, I think. <laughs> <laughs> in English, strangely.
1: Yes, oddly.
0: hmm And Very it's in Dane Perry's handwriting. Yeah. Uh. What you gotta do? One case went undetected for 20 years of auto brewery syndrome.
1: That would be, that would get old, Murray. I would probably kill myself if I had that for very long. I would yeah. just get so Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So
1: that's, that's, uh, that, that is a world championship disease right there. It is, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. That's, uh, Back I don't know you. what, know what to do with, yeah. know what to do with it anymore anyway uh my point is craig robinson doesn't need auto, auto brewery syndrome to constantly have beer in his gut yeah okay uh but we uh we had a lot of fun uh he's a he's a very sweet person
1: i, I get that impression i've never interacted with him yeah uh, but I, I do get that impression yeah, yeah. Uh, I i'm an admirer of his work <clears throat> he he
0: uh he shepherded my wife and me around extensively and then um um at one point i had made the mistake and we were going to meet them we were supposed to meet him at one stop, Koyacan, Koyacan, or maybe it was on the way to Koyacan. No, it was at Koyacan, which is the, uh, it was a village at one point, and now it's just sort of a district of, of the city, but it's where uh, Frida Kahlo lived. <clears throat> and we were meeting him down there, and I accidentally led my wife and I um, almost all of the way to the terminal, um, the terminal subway stop at the opposite end of the line. All right. We had to get off and then go back, and we were like 30 minutes late. And Craig Robinson, his only the only thing he mentioned was was, it, was you know he asked if we were okay, and then he was like, "Oh, you guys are just idiots. that's fine." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he was very it was uh, it was a great time. I would suggest it to anybody. It's nice because you are obviously in a foreign country, so you have some you know you have the pleasures that go along with being where you feel oh I'm exploring, uh but it is not very far away, and oh. um. It's, it's, it's not like it's free to go there, but once you are there, you're typically getting food and drink at a price, um, you know, below what you would be paying in the States. Sure. So the whole thing. Now,
1: um, you, uh, at any point were you engaged in a shootout with the Ciba <laughs> Cartel? No. <laughs> no. There,
0: uh, we were in, <laughs> we were in some, we were, cool. the neighborhoods in which we were staying, um, were not really where the cartels would hang out. Okay. Did,
1: yeah. you, did, you, did you go to links to remain among the crackers?
0: There are no, uh, very few crackers there. There were okay. very few gringos throughout that's, the entire
1: city. A uh, cracker enclave in Mexico City or something?
0: There's not really, no. I mean, there are, there is certainly class and class distinctions, and class is... Um, There is a correlation between that and race within the city.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, I think probably, you know, more Euro blood, probably the further up the, the classroom (laughs) you are. It's not, it's not like a law, it's not a rule. And, (laughs)
1: uh. It's just a a gentleman's agreement.
0: (laughs) I think that's how things have sorted themselves out. But if you go to, um, the, if you go to either the Rome, if you go to the Roma neighborhood, if you go to, the Candesa neighborhood, and those are kind of those are. Beside it. There's also the Navartes. Navartes is another neighborhood just south of Roma, and then also down Coyacan, Certainly, okay. yeah, you're not really going to have any trouble. It would be like you, the things you look out for when you are in Europe, which is probably pickpocketers, something like that. Uh But for the most part, people yeah. just trying to get where they're going, and they don't care about you. Okay. Yeah, I, I like those people. Yeah, I was actually surprised by. There are not, there were not a lot of, uh, white tourist faces. You know, even when you go to, like, you know, the beautiful, down the square, like in the, in the center of the historical district. I think it's, uh-huh. it's called a Zoloco is, I think that's their word for, uh, <clears throat> the term they use for like a big square like that. Um Who is this? Is a long story. Yeah, but well, you don't, yeah. I think that, uh, I think that Zoloco, is that the term? Zoloco. Zocolo, sorry, Zocolo, Zocolo, Zocolo. Zocalo. Anyway, okay. you don't find a lot of, uh, like, we, we didn't see, like, a lot of, even, you know, even Europeans or anything like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, there might be other, like, Latin and South, South American tourists there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, good food, good drinks. I had uh, I had some grasshoppers as a snack my first day there. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, it's not that strange. It, once you, plus it was Where's, dark and I had been drinking, so.
1: Were they nutty?
0: Uh, nutty. Uh, they're a little bit bitter, actually. Okay. Chapalinas, those are called chapalinas, I believe.
1: Were they like toasted or how, how are they? Yeah, prepared? they're
0: fried or toasted or however. Yeah, they're just crispy. It's just crispy little things that with a slightly bitter taste. Was, you was feel going. a
1: bunch of protein?
0: I guess I actually didn't really feel anything after eating them. Uh, I don't think that I would necessarily pursue ordering them again, um, but it wasn't bad. Uh, we drank quite a bit of mezcal, which is uh, uh-huh. sort of a, a cousin of tequila. Okay also made from the agave plant and Ooh. uh that was fun to have when you order mezcal they also bring you out oranges with like uh salt and some kind of spice maybe in like you know maybe a uh, pepper on it and mm-hmm. that's very that's very tasty sounds like it to have that it uh, put that right inside you <coughs> and uh yeah uh, but otherwise okay it's going around this uh there's a pretty great uh coffee culture actually Sure. There we we went to a great cafe. I will say this: if if you're looking for a coffee shop in Mexico City, if you're visiting Mexico City, you say I like spending time at coffee shops. Okay. Do not use Yelp at all to find the coffee shops. There are a uh, many of them, and zero of them are on Yelp. I, okay. I was I was surprised by that because usually Yelp's is
1: awful, so I don't use it anyway.
0: Yeah. Well, usually it, at least if you say I'm in this neighborhood, what are the what are the coffee shops in this neighborhood? But they were like unlisted. Mm-hmm. So don't use Yelp for that purpose. And we also went to uh Diablos Rojos game. Mm. The the baseball team of Mexico How City. That? Uh yeah. that was very fun. They're in a new stadium and I think that I think helps to capture the energy of the crowd a little bit more, much smaller than their former one. And I saw Yafet Amador. Are you familiar with him?
1: Do they have at uh, the ballpark there? Do they have like the uh the, like the Hitler Youth rally commands, like they do at American ballparks, like "You shall now stand and cheer for the Dot Race." <laughs>
0: no. no, actually, here's a strange thing: during the Mexican uh, national anthem, there is, I would say, only about 25 to 50 percent the reverence for the for the song that there is at a, an American ballpark. You will Wait. see that, um, like. People will kind of stop what they're doing, but there will also be still conversations going on. People do like, not necessarily remove their hats.
1: You mean like the national anthem? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Right. Yeah, when
0: they don't necessarily stop everything and give their full attention to the national anthem. Uh,
1: you know, I'm, I'm fine with the lack of solemnity. Yeah, sure.
0: Um, but they're very excited about the baseball team.
1: That's that's the point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there you are. That was it. That was uh, that was that was a nice experience. So I bought a I purchased a cap too, a Diablos Rojos cap. Mm-hmm. Which I will now wear
1: with pesos. Uh,
0: yes, yes, a lot. Uh, actually, basically everything you buy in Mexico is, you know, you you say, oh, normally I would pay uh, ten dollars for this. It's only you know the equivalent of six dollars right. or four dollars in Mexico. Right. The new era caps are the exact same price in pesos. Yep. Yeah, so they're like the cap I bought was like four hundred fifty pesos.
1: Thirty million.
0: <laughs> okay. $50, which is like thirty dollars. Okay. That's the yep. that's the one thing you're paying retail for, like actual.
1: Yeah, I enjoy new era caps, but I do find them to be pricey.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. How do I you mean. deal with the? Uh, what do you do for crown? The crown of the cap. I like yeah. a low crown. Yeah, I know, but you know, sometimes you don't have choices always.
1: Yeah, that's the problem with the low crown for the fifty nine
0: fifty.
1: Hmm. Um. Low crown, but yeah, you are definitely limited in terms of choices when it comes to that. And right. I am a, a flat brim uh, evangelist. You are. I am. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. What is for you? What is the connotation of the curved brim, or is it merely aesthetic choice?
1: Um, I don't worry too much about the connotations. Um, I just prefer the flat brim. Really? Yeah. Teen flat brim. Hashtag.
0: I would not have picked. I would have thought you. I would have thought you would. Uh, Think of it as a sort of an affectation of the, you know, like a Justin Bieber type crowd.
1: Uh, you know, I'm aware that it puts me, you know, alongside some dubious fellow travelers, but mm-hmm. uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, um, I prefer it. Okay. And I, uh, I don't even mind a, a tilt.
0: No. A jaunty tilt? Mm hmm. No. Yeah. No. No. I don't what, mind. uh, what is your cap of choice these days?
1: Uh, i go back and forth between a, uh, black White Sox hat and a Cardinals road hat.
0: Okay. <clears throat> uh, Wasn't there some talk at uh, some point recently that your son might be becoming a bit of a Cubs fan? Right.
1: Yeah, he, he has about 10 favorite teams and they are now among them.
0: That's Ready? a third yeah. of the league. I know. Have you had to talk with him about that?
1: yeah, you know, I've kind of said that to him, but
0: yeah. like that uh,
1: a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, Mr. Aaron Sebia's somewhat nomadic path okay, because uh, he will latch onto his team and then when he when Mr. Aaron Sebia moves onto another team, he will not discard that team. okay, so that's part of it, but yesterday he had, you know he had to introduce himself at his first baseball practice. And he had to name his favorite team, and he cautioned them that, I have a lot of favorite teams. And they said, just name two. And he said the Cardinals and White Sox. So, I guess, I guess perhaps those are atop the pile.
0: Okay. Now as a, um, now, if, for, for your purposes, do, do you sort of think of him as having free reign of whichever, cause you are a Cardinals fan, of course. This is true. And you're trying to indoctrinate your son in that same?
1: Yeah, to an extent.
0: Yeah, uh, but the do you sort of sense that he has free reign? You give him free reign of American League teams.
1: Well, you know, I'm not going to you know, forbid him to pull for the Cubs or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't hate the Cubs. I don't get into you know rivalry.
0: I hate into hate. that. Yeah.
1: Um, but uh, I do. Uh, I I am kind of pushing him toward the White Sox just because I like to have an American League team and I enjoy going to White Sox games.
0: So, so there you go what's the best what's the easiest way for you to get to a white sox game uh,
1: if it's uh if it's adult fun I like to take the red line
2: mm-hmm. if its
1: uh if I've got the child with me I usually drive so
0: because it's what faster or?
1: faster and like he's usually cashed by the end of the game and I don't feel like spending an hour on the train you know right so, right yeah, yeah. mhm well yeah. so that's good. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking into purchasing a small season ticket package to White Sox games. Oh. oh what do you think about that? The pick seven, I'm presently considering.
0: I think it wouldn't be the first time you've done work with a small package.
1: Oh! <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Alright.
1: that time of day. Oh, it is,
0: isn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. I might go get a gentleman's haircut.
0: Oh, I think you should. I uh, I'm probably going to eat lunch, mm-hmm. at which point I will introduce the consumption of red wine into my life. Wow! Ah, lunch wine?
1: I'm, I'm 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 I guess I'm too American for that. that just sounds, I, I would need a nap after
2: that.
0: The and then the at the um, what I'll also do is I have to write. I'm responsible for writing one of the next editions of the player positional rankings. Positional rankings.
1: Positional Power Rankings. Yes, I like both of those.
0: Yeah. um, They take a little bit to write, but the next two are not as uh, difficult because it is the rotations. Okay. Oh, my God, though. Someone just wrote... Who is this? (coughs) Miles Ray has written some long, long entries. Not cool, Miles Ray. Uh, Oh, no.
1: See, nobody wants to read those.
0: Well... (laughs) He needs – we've got to take him aside. Get to
1: the point. You know, nobody wants to read
0: him I'm going to take Miles Array aside. You don't want to start that sort of – you do create that sort of precedent. <clears throat> Mm-mm, Miles Array.
1: Yeah, nobody needs that.
0: Yeah, we're going – I
1: assume the Nationals of Washington will be atop the rotation heap.
0: Well, that has been done.
1: Oh, I thought you said you were doing rotations.
0: I'm, do- I'm sorry. I'm doing relief pitchers.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Which no one wants to read, so that's good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to read
0: that. The number one rotation.
1: I I didn't mean for you to get into it.
0: Major League Baseball, Washington Nationals. Rotation. Yeah. Okay. Dodgers, two, largely because of Clayton Kershaw, and your St. Louis Cardinals, number three.
1: Well, that's interesting. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Strong. But there's sort of there's a there's a pretty big separation between. (coughs) I mean, it's Dodger. It's you know Nationals win down just the Dodgers and then like three wins down. It's a bunch yeah. of bunch of teams. Yeah. Okay. 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 Hey, uh can I uh just uh before we go, can I share with you a couple of uh recent ejaculations care of our friend Emil Chorin?
1: I would insist, actually. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, I've come across some uh some a good one. This is a good one. This will hit hey, home. This hey. you're you've you've done some work with envy hey, yeah. I need what? you to hold on a second. Oh okay. Please. Alright, sorry. Dane? Dan Dane! Dame. Hey,
1: you need to listen to me. <laughs> I have to move my car. Now? Yes. This second. They're cleaning out the garage, and my car is in there. What do you want to do? I have to go move my car.
0: Alright, well I'll be right here. Alright.
2: Dick. Plaintiffs Valerie and Anthony signs. Valerie claims she was sitting on the front steps of her condo with her cat Scampi and a friend when the defendant came jogging by with his unleashed dog. He came over to greet her friend, and that's when his dog went after Scampi, injuring her. They're suing for $169.50 for vet bills. This is the defendant, Todd Euler. He says he was jogging down the road, minding his own business, when the plaintiff's friend insisted he come over to say hello. The plaintiff's cat suddenly hissed and clawed at his dog, Samantha, and the two of them took off into another yard. He's accused of failing to control his dog.
0: So, this
2: Yeah. I'm back. Oh, great.
0: It went well. What you went well? Yeah,
1: moved the car. Found a spot. Great, easy street parking. Are right, you ready? Yeah, let's wrap this up.
0: Okay. Uh who Writes uh, this is from John and Quartered by Mail Oh, okay. Uh, at that noisy dinner, we talked of one thing and another. Suddenly, X's smiling portrait attracted my attention. How pleased he seemed, and what a light shone from his countenance! Always happy, even in paint. And then I began envying him and resenting him as if he had stolen some of my opportunities. And then came a relief, a sudden comfort, remembering that he was dead.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Which which volume is this from?
0: Uh, That's drawn and quartered, yeah. Okay. That's from... from, uh, A piece called Stabs at Bewilderment. That that was delightful. Yeah, that's a strong one. That's probably one of the best I've come around. I would like to embroider that on a throw pillow. You know, actually, uh, two people have made for me embroidered, um, what, like framed embroidered, uh, what do you call it, Uh, needlepoint? Uh-huh, sure. Sort of things of Emile Joran sayings. Are you serious? No, I. Uh, one of them was a listener to the podcast. Um, very, very sweet couple in from Texas, I believe. And then the other one, uh, just this uh, during the, our trip to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, David Temple presented me with one, a needlepoint thing he'd done.
1: That is tremendous.
0: Yeah, it's great. So, uh, what it,
1: what 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 passages did they
0: choose? Uh, uh the one the t- the couple from Texas so it was like, "What do I do from day to night? <laughs> dot 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 endure myself." And then uh, temples is right here. Let me let me let me check it out. It's right it's right on my wall here.
1: Oh, very um, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right.
0: Uh, why do you lack the strength to escape the obligation to breathe? Why do you lack the strength to escape the obligation to breathe? And then, um, it's sort of a rectangular shape with the the small ends on the bottom and top, and sort of uh-huh. sort of a. A vertical orientation. In in the the top right and bottom left-hand corners, there's a little needlepoint rainbow. And then uh, uh, to the the bottom right and top left, there's a little needlepoint heart. Really? Why do you lack the strength to escape the obligation to breathe? Yeah. Yeah. Why won't you kill yourself? Did Mr.
1: Temple crack this himself?
0: He did. Yeah, he was uh, looking for a way, I think, to contend with the long, hard, turgid Minnesota winter. Yes. And so that was one of his solutions.
1: That Minnesota winter will fill up your cavities.
0: Oh god, it will. Yeah. It will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, so that was, that's a pretty strong one. This is actually an instructive one. He says, the only profitable conversations are with enthusiasts who have ceased being so. <laughs> he, he says, with the ex-naïve. Calm down at last. Yeah, he says, the only profitable conversations are with enthusiasts who have ceased being so with the ex-naïve. Come down at last. They have taken willy nilly the decisive step towards knowledge. <laughs> he says that decisive step toward knowledge, the that impersonal version of disappointment. He refers to knowledge as the impersonal version of disappointment.
1: So the translator mm-hmm. opted for willy
0: nilly. Yeah, willy nilly. That's impressive. I think that literally comes from the Latin, like volare, volare nolare lare. Uh, it means it means whether you want to or not. Wh- whether you want to or not is what Willie knew. It's because it's, I think we use it frequently as like haphazard, right? You're right. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's I believe it's a literal translation of the word there. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so there you go. But I think the the okay. one about oh here's here's one last one I'll share with you. Um. Yeah. Uh, looking out to sea, looking out to sea, I was musing on my shames, old and new. <laughs> That's a good line to, to start.
1: Who among I, us not done that?
0: I was musing on my shames, old and new. The absurdity of self-concern when before your eyes stretches the greatest of all spectacles did not escape me. So I quickly changed the subject. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my never God. fails. God. never God. fails.
0: God. Yes. Have you ever been relieved to discover that someone whom you cared for was dead? <sighs> because they, they they possess more virtue than you?
1: i got to say, I don't think I have. Mm. <laughs> don't
0: worry. <laughs> Chorn's got I, you covered. I'd
1: like to think I could go blow for blow with Mr. Chorn and being miserable, but I, no. I don't no, think yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, there should be a, a fourth reading every Catholic Mass of something of his.
0: I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, he he nails it down. He's got the. He just has that. Yeah, there's a level of self-loathing.
1: Yeah, he's 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 a treasure.
0: Right, and of course the ultimate, the sort of final trick is because you, you say, you say to him, well, if you don't, if you're so disgusted with yourself and with life, why don't you off yourself? But then. It's, right. it's then you you point he's, he the ultimate the thing for which he's most disgusted is that he doesn't have the courage to kill himself. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. So I mean, he's dead now, right? Thankfully, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I yeah maybe I'll take delight in his death. Did what? Maybe I'll take delight in his
0: death that he's finally been uh, yeah, he's liberated. Fine.
1: His, uh, his miseries have been extinguished.
0: Yeah.
1: Unless, you know, unless the fundamentalists are correct and he's fried in a lake of fire.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He would, but again, like he would almost, it seems like he would uh, derive a perverse joy from that.
1: Right. Like it's, yeah. It's the perfect.
0: final, the final joke is that <clears throat> the Judeo-Christian structure is, you no. know, entirely true.
1: I was wrong about everything. Now I shall suffer.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where before he thought he would suffer because he was right about everything.
1: That yeah. which I thought would bring a relief it yeah. turned out to be a richer form of agony. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. I think he would describe the irony as delicious. Yes, I think he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he would if if he were um if he were a guest on the Splend NPR's The Splendid Table, uh-huh. hosted by Lynn Rosetta Casper. Uh huh. If she would say what what is most delicious to you, he would say irony.
1: He would compliment the mouthfeel of the iron. Yeah, you
0: would. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> yes. All right, we're done. Yes, I think we are. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Dane Perry.
1: Uh, the pleasure has been mine.
0: Yeah. Uh, that has been uh, Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's Eye Baseball. I'm Carson Sestouli. This has been Fangraphs Audio.